0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Just one more show to get through, Ross. Come on, just...
1: (laughs) You've got this, you've got this.
0: Pretend you're happy, just... just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you're glad to be here, they won't know, this won't be in the final cut. Hello there and welcome once again to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet and welcome to ESSR Central and it's Christmas! And as I absolutely rip my voice to shreds trying to be an the older I'm joined once again by the big issue himself, John Isherwood. John, how are you?
1: I'm good and I'm taking that nickname from now on, so that's, uh, that's good, I'm having that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see you on the on the by-indies in the UK the biggest Sherwood. it's on the gear
1: soon it'll be on the new set of gear
0: brilliant brilliant uh, this is the last central until Christmas guys we will be taking a two week break because well There's never any news, watch this, The Rock will re-sign with WWE, Uh, Stone Cold will sign with AEW, ECW will be revived and WCW will be bought by a Saudi billionaire who's mad at WWE for not putting on the shows he likes. Um, But in that two weeks that we're off, there will be so much more content coming out, including our top 10 of 2021, more on that a little bit later. And you can find all these great shows, Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, The News, Reviews, Interviews and Previews. You can find them on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify and all good Android podcasting sites. Wrestle Kingdom will be back around about that time. I'm sure East Meets West will have a have a wee preview of that. And of course, we'll be back to review uh, Day 1, which we'll also get into a wee bit later on. Uh, and of course, if you want to get involved in the conversation and yell at us for not covering stuff while I'm trying to eat Christmas dinner with my family, then that's at Suplex Retweet, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet community page on Facebook. Fun, wee place to keep up to date with everything we're doing and get involved in some conversations, maybe get involved in some shows we do. Uh, well, the big news um, this week, and it, it tends to be this happens, John, we do a show one day. There's no big news and the big news breaks the next day. Thankfully, the big news broke beforehand. Kevin Owens has re-signed with WWE.
1: Yeah, KO knew that he had to drop this news before we went and recorded this so we could talk about it. Uh, but yeah, Kevin Owens re-signing.
0: Consider it, Kevin. One of my best pals, honestly. He's I'll a good it. lad. He's a really good lad
1: and um, I'm really happy that he did that. Uh, but yeah, saw this pop up on my Twitter feed before and um, it seems that Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful, uh, scooped almost, uh, Pat LaPrade uh, who is uh, going to do a podcast. It's actually coming out tomorrow as we're recording this. That'll be on the 16th of uh, December, where he speaks to KO and says that uh, this is all confirmed. They actually talk about the contract during it, but Sean dropped the news. And yeah, Kevin Owens re signing with the WWE, which to be honest, I could see coming.
0: How, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm no doing the typical Glaswegian, you, know, you know, you don't ponder why, you demand how. I'm not demanding how. I'm, I'm merely, how did you see it coming? What, What about it to you was obvious? Uh, and what about it to you? Like you know, because there was the the ties with Adam Cole, who's recently went to AEW. Why why was it obvious to you that he was staying in WWE and not going to AEW?
1: I think he's really started to enjoy himself again in WWE. He's been put in a top level feud here, which I think when we get around to day one, we could talk a little bit more about this with the match that he's going to be in. He's doing some fun stuff with. Great talent on TV. I think he enjoys part of the lifestyle and getting that chance to make big money, go out on tour and still get to see his family. He still still had that consideration to be sort of like given his time off when he's wanted it. And if that's something that he's been able to negotiate, then fantastic. Yes, there would have been a slightly lighter schedule with AEW. But again, another story we'll get to later on is what Eric Bischoff has been talking about uh which is also something i sort of agree with and i think maybe he's looked at it and gone i think i might be in a better position where i am and he's going to make more money possibly doing less i'm just hoping they're going to you know follow through and book him well here because i think if they've got him on this contract it's a good deal He's in the title match. No disrespect to Big E because I think Big E's a great champion, but it's soon going to be Kevin Owens' time.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people would think that. Uh, Kevin Owens, when he came into WWE, you know, he's in WWE two months. He's NXT champion. He's, in, in it, you know, you know, he's on the main roster a couple of months. He, unsuccessful going for the US title wins the Intercontinental title right after that two Intercontinental title runs multiple United States title runs Universal title run as well and it's been a while since we've seen gold round the waist of KO um, yes there's been injuries here and there but I'm re- I'm really glad he re-signed because like, like I said before with AEW yeah it's the I, there is nothing better than and this is why people love the Royal Rumble so much See when someone just shows up, like for it could be could be the most nonchalant. It could be just Joe, right there. There's there's a flashback to the Attitude Era for those of you that watched Metal on Sky One. It could be just Joe that pops up, but the pop you're like, yes, it's him. Why is he here? We want to know more. But it's the story after that, and I think AEW at the minute. Um, they're bringing in so many people and they're doing great with Daniel Bryan, I think. They're, they're doing, you know what, CM Punk, we wanted CM Punk back. What did we expect? We got CM Punk back. So I, I don't think the CM Punk one is a bad thing. But then you've got the likes of Christian, who was sort of, you know, like in WWE when he was sent to ECW, he was sent to Impact by AEW to be the champion. And Adam Cole is sort of just the, like, Kenny Omega was too busy with the t- uh, the world title picture, so the Young Bucks needed a third. Essentially, that's what Adam Cole's booking, I think, on on TV has been. So another person there, yeah, the pop would be great. Like, oh, my God, Kevin Steen, he's in, he's all elite. But what happens after it? Is he going and to be been- a regular? Yes, that's certainly. been the question
1: for so many, mate. It's been the question for so many. I mean, again, yeah, we we know there's a chance that things will move forward, and you know, these people will have good runs. But I'm still waiting for the best of Andrade. Yeah, in AEW, I'm still waiting. Even though something looks like it's building, Malachi Black to really, really explode onto the scene and do something incredible. He's had that feud with with Cody, and then again, Andrade's had the same. Miro's been on and off. It took a while to get Miro going there and then they booked him really strong and now they've got to kind of hit the soft reset button. And that could just be another problem for Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen. When he went, you know, if he went to AEW, he could have gone in there and it would have been like, like you said, the pop. It's like, oh my God, it's Kevin Steen. And, you know, Matt Rushmore, woo! Everyone gets all excited. And then what? (laughs) And and then what? And, and no, no, exactly. know, th- th- this is where Tony Khan comes into his, you know, he's got to come into his, you know, real good graces here. He's got to become like this great booker who can now manage this talent that he's bringing in. And I think KO may have just kind of looked at it and gone, um, okay, maybe one day, but like right now I'm getting this very comfortable living Doing what I'm doing, I'm in a top-level position at the moment. Why why not? It's sometimes the better the devil you know, and I think he's maybe stuck with it for for that reason. I'm sure more's going to come out, but I think maybe he's gone and seen the more stable position instead of kind of like being up and then, whoa, I'm down here again, and then up, and then uh, I'm off TV, and uh, blah, blah, blah. And, and maybe now he, he's got something more stable here. And, the I mean, the fans love him, despite him being a heel. The fans love KO. And, you know, he's relatable. He, he's a family man. He fights for his family. You know, this is a character that they, that they can use again. You know, they've used it in the past. They can use it again. And he could be a great, and this is the brilliant thing about him, he could be a fantastic top-level face champion and a fantastic top-level heel champion
0: yeah absolutely um and yet yeah, you know we could see it sooner than we think a uh, day one coming up soon mm. and just just to your point about tony khan about the being the great booker and trying to manage all these stars maybe when you've got a roster of a fair few people and only a couple of belts maybe it isn't as easy as everyone thinks to just book someone you know sometimes people are booked badly no matter where they go. Sometimes people need to go elsewhere to become the stars they can be.
1: Do you know? One of my old bosses once said to me, sometimes you've got to leave to come back. And, and that, with that, he meant, yeah, leave the company, but we really like you, so one day you're going to come back. Now, maybe Kevin Owens thought, well, if I go... And then I've got a chance to go back on this platform if I don't really like it here. Because I know Daniel Bryan's got that door open, hasn't he? You know, Bryan Danielson, yeah. he's been told that he can go back to WWE. Maybe he thought that, but also maybe he thought it wasn't worth the risk at the time. And and sometimes, you know, some people might not be that, you know, you know willing to go with the risk. And again, like you said, Tony Khan, he's got all these talents at his disposal. You know, he's got all the toys that are in the toy box. Or, you know, to use my analogy that I'm going to use here, he's got all the plates that are in the kitchen cupboard and he's starting to juggle them, but then he's got three or four in the air and then suddenly someone throws the rest at him and he's got to juggle all those without dropping them. And that lies a small problem. Uh, And, and, you know, I, I wish he will get out of it. I hope he's going to come out of it really, really well. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased that KO's staying in WWE because I enjoy seeing him in there. So I would have enjoyed seeing him in AEW, but I think, you know, he's, I think he's made the right decision.
0: Yeah. Um, one of his opponents at day one, Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley continuing to be booked like an absolute beast, despite not being the WWE champion. Um, he's only lost to the likes of Goldberg and the champion he put over, Big E, uh, in the recent months. And he's now back in the title picture. I'm really happy that Lashley hasn't just fallen on the way of other big monsters and just fallen off a cliff. He's been kept at a mid-card level, simmering, simmering, not to boil over and you know just be completely wasted. And now he's back in the title picture and with a statement, three statement victories on Raw this week against all three contenders.
1: Which means he's not winning the title at day one. (laughs) I mean, if he beat everybody there, I don't think he's going to be taking the title uh, from Big E at day one. I'm still trying to work out kind of where Big Bob is kind of like laying at the moment is he a face is he a heel is he a tweener there was that promo a, a couple of weeks ago i don't know if you remember it that there was this really random sort of video package when he was he was kind of like coming off as a face and now i'm not really sure is he just like this badass you know ass kicker uh with mvp doing a bit of talking for him and Uh, Yeah, I I don't know, but I I can't see him winning the title at day one. I mean, he's mowed through all three, even though in slightly controversial fashion. But, you know, he beat all three of them. I don't think he's going to be taking the title on the first of Jan.
0: Who do you think is winning? Do you think KO is part of a new contract is taking it? Or do you think we're still going to be on this big E train?
1: I think there might be some shenanigans with this being a fatal four-way. And the chances are that KO is going to walk away with the title here. I think we might have a switch. And again, this is, as I said before, no disrespect to Big E because I think he is a great champion. Big E is a brilliant figurehead for WWE. He's a brilliant guy to put out there on mainstream TV, on All kinds of appearances in different places. He is brilliant. The fans love him. Everybody loves Big E. He's organic. But is his title reign catching fire right now? Maybe it needs a little breakup before he wins it back. So maybe it is time to switch it. I kind of like seeing Seth Rollins in chase mode at the moment. And I've got a feeling he might be winning the Rumble. I don't know why. But I've just got a small inkling that he could be. He's at least going to be in the final few. But. Switching the title from Big E might just revive Big E a little bit and also give a real boost to someone like KO while still giving the other two guys in that fatal four way uh, a, a reason to be kind of like angry about what happened because there was going to be some shenanigans. It's a fatal four way, something's going to happen.
0: You're talking about um, Big E's title not really catching fire. I think what they've done with Big E is what they did with Sheamus and uh, Miz, see that? It's not the official lull time, but it is kind of a lull. See, round about post Survivor Series TLC Christmas period, mm. that's when they gave those guys their first title run. And that's when they're yeah. giving Biggie his, you know what I mean? And they've got the Saudi show and Survivor Series where he doesn't really have to. One's a big glamour tie, one's, oh, it doesn't matter if he loses because it's another world champion that's beat him. And then obviously, we've got this day one coming up. It means, right, we can start fresh 2022 if we don't see him. And if we do see him, we can go full speed ahead into the WrestleMania feud. I think if Biggie retains post Rumble, watch him catch fire. Because, well, I, I've actually already said, like, I don't actually think that will happen, sorry, because I've already said Biggie for the Rumble this year to take on Roman Reigns.
1: That'll be cool. I'd be da- I'd be down with that. I think that'd be great. And also, you know, gives it a chance for New Day to get back together again because, that, again, those three guys should never, ever split up. They should never be on separate brands whatsoever. Um, But, yeah, I, I think whereas Big E is, is a good champion, you know, he's a, he's a really good champion, he's a good figurehead for the company again, as I said before, th- there's just something about this rain list. It's not done anything. And I want it to do something. Because I really like Big E. I think he's great. But mm. it just hasn't it hasn't done anything. I mean, yeah, like you said, he's he's fought Yeah, you know, he's he's fought Drew. And, you know, his defenses have been decent so far, what he's had. But there's not been anything that's kind of sticking out in my mind. This is the first proper, like, huge proper kind of like jeopardy he's got with his title right now. And I think he might drop it, but it's only because I think it's just a kind of like a shot in the arm for him after that, because he can go back into chase mode then.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, right. Well, let's talk about winter yep. is coming tonight. Yes. <laughs> sound like a Ned Stark. <laughs> I sound like the old guy at the end of game of Thrones coughing here. Winter is coming tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so last year's winter is coming. Kenny Omega, Turned heel, took the AEW championship, opened the Forbidden Door, Sting debuted, and. It's Sting! In the zone, Tony Khan has teased more free agents popping up. Um, who's left?
1: Wyndham's been the one that's been trending all day long. Um, yes. he's run, He run is run free, he's on contract. contract. Um, Wyndham's been the one. I, I mean, he's got his project going off in, in Hollywood right now. Uh, I believe he's working with Warner Brothers, or at least he's on the Warner Brothers lot, uh, for this uh, horror project he's working on at the moment, which I think he's going to be absolutely fantastic doing. Um, there was the supposed tease, wasn't there, on, uh, on Dynamite last week with the red light uh was that a kind of like hint heading towards bray wyatt is wyndham coming in is that going to happen uh I, I, I don't know i mean I, I think he's the the obvious name that people will sort of reach for um is i know obviously we're going to talk about him in a few moments time but like killer cross is is he available um uh, again, I don't know, Keith Lee's not free till I believe February. I think that's when his um, no compete runs out. So, you know, you've lost him. But then again, you know, Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano still free. Johnny Gargano talking on his Twitch saying that, you know, if he hears the Johnny Wrestling chance, he loves them and he, he will turn up wherever he can because he physically can do that right now. Kyle O'Reilly out of contract, even though the rumors that the pair of them are apparently getting ready to sign back with, with WWE. But, Yeah, there's options. Obviously, Wyndham's going to be the one that everybody's talking about and I think that's the one that everybody's going to be looking for tonight.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think as well... um, I've just remembered another. Sorry, on you go. Um, Ember Moon. Ember Moon, that'd be a good one. The good one, I think... See if she doesn't go in with a "I'm um, unleashed" sort of thing because I think a lot of people make it out. WWE held me back, and then yeah. they go in, and then you realise they aren't all that. You're like, uh, "WWE kind of kept you going, didn't they?" <laughs> um,
1: I think Sean she'll Spears. fit there. I think she's a, she's a real good talent, um, and she'll work well with with AEW and, and the style and, and the talent they have as well. You know, um, she's she's a possibility. I think, but I mean, is that? Um, because I don't think we've got the uh, the TBS tournament final yet, have we? So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to work out where she jumps in. I mean, we've got Serena Deeb and um, uh, Hikaru Shida, so that could be a, a potential to to sort of stick her into that. I don't know where, where she debuts, but yeah, there's a potential that I think we might see Amber Moon later.
0: So, we talked about Eric Bischoff having a bit of a goal at AEW. He said about on 83 Weeks, when asked about Johnny Gargano going to AEW, he said he hopes it happens because you want people in the industry to stay employed and prosper and to be successful at whatever levels they achieve. Um, I, I have said I think Gargano's just, pardon me, buying this time, he's going to go off, be a dad, he's on good terms with Triple H and Shawn Michaels, and... When he wants to go back, they will come running to him because he has Mr. NXT. But Eric Bischoff says, um, you want people to stay employed and prosper and be successful at whatever levels they're able to achieve. But then question the signings of so many talents saying, But what are you going to do with all the talent? Let's build the biggest roster in the history of wrestling. Is that the goal? Is that the end game? To be able to to brag about how deep your talent roster is. If it is, I guess AEW is on its way to achieving the goal. But what do you do with the talent? He then says he likes AEW. He wants them to prosper. But he's saying, AEW... They went last week, they drew 872,000 viewers. That's what they were doing a year ago. They went, I've done shows with AEW and they've done more than they did last Wednesday. And the talent roster is stacked with great talent, phenomenal talent. But where's the audience for it? It's not working. Under a million on the ratio, that's not exciting. The numbers are, are the numbers. And this is a number AEW was doing a year ago, two years ago. It's weird. And now you're going to stack even more talent on top of it. What are you going to do with them?
1: he's got a lot of good points there um, and this this is this is the thing because every time I talk about aew like this with a couple of friends of mine who are like big aew stands in a way, they think I'm instantly attacking aew. I'm not you know I think this is some people take it a bit too far and you, you know any criticism comes in about either uh promotion. Eric has a point. Uh, the the stacking of talent, and I've said this before, and earlier I said it as well, Tony Khan's got to be so careful stacking these talents and getting them. It's brilliant to have them in, in your squad. It's like when Chelsea bought up all these incredible young players and then just kind of dumped them in the middle of their squad and loaned them out several times. Like I said, sending Christian to impact. It's kind of similar thing. You get all these incredible talents and then you don't know what to do with them. You know, you have no idea where to place them. And it, it, you get the pop and you get everybody sharing it on social media. But where do you go after that? And Eric is is right there. It's all right having the biggest team. But when all those players who you've probably got on decent money start to become a little bit unsettled, saying, well, you know, I thought I was going to get a chance to do this, this, this and this. And I've, I've kind of not done that. Yeah, you know, what am I going to do? And again, like I said, you want to see these people employed because they're incredible talents. Kyle O'Reilly's the same, isn't he? But he's in a similar boat to Johnny Gargano right now. Yeah, you know, he's about to become a dad. Johnny's going to become a dad in a couple of months. I don't, you know, kind of feel bad for these guys taking a bit of time off. I think that's great. As much as I want to see the pair of them on TV, I, I, you know, go away, be a dad. Have some fun, Johnny Gargano started up his Twitch. When he starts getting the subscriber numbers from his Twitch, in and some of the the guys who are at the top end of Twitch can start making some serious cash. He ain't going to give that up. He'll want that in his WWE deal. If he goes back to them, he's oh, I'm not, I'm not quitting this. You know, much like you know Adam Cole, he, he would not give up the Chugs Channel because it's too much for him. It's too, you know, it's it's too much. Great exposure and everything he gets off the back of it, and the people who subscribe. It's like why why Paige kept hers, you know? She makes serious bank off that. These guys will want to do that, and AEW would afford them the opportunity to do that. So, like Eric said, you want to see these people employed, but are they going to fit correctly? So, I I hundred percent get where he's coming from. I I know, yeah, we tried to get everybody when when he was with WCW, didn't he? But he's got some points. He's got some points there. And again, Tony Khan's just got to think about this rationally now. Maybe it's like, okay, I, I don't need to sign everybody.
0: Yeah. No. And that is the thing. Like it's fun having people on the roster, but then we saw with WWE people get frustrated. And it, it, here's the biggest one you t- you talked about. Um, like sometimes that AW fans maybe feel like you're attacking the product. Hmm or you're attacking, like, you're saying WWE's better. You're not saying that WWE's is better. No. You're not attacking the product. But the and the, the perfect example of this is Brian Cage's wife eh, was asked about how Brian Cage was booked. And she said, he's a main event big guy, but they don't want to use big guys in AEW. So he's been relegated to, like, the FTW title and relegated to matches on dark and dark elevation you know he's no longer with team taz i don't even know if he's still with the company and she got attacked for saying like he should be u- being used better Like people were you know this this was a, an undeniable thing where they were using him poorly but people were met replying, saying, yeah, well, I mean, if you were in WWE, you'd be doing this, this, and this, so why don't you just shut your mouth? And it's like, well, you we can't blame WWE for poor booking when AEW, like, hypothetical poor booking, when AEW is delivering actual poor booking. It's like
1: trying to blame me for one of Jurgen Klopp's substitutions.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you, know, you just you can't do it you just can't do it and I think sometimes when when maybe people like us who are you know we talk about wrestling a lot you know we we do these we do our podcasts, we write about it we talk about it we analyze it in a different way we're not slagging it off because you know we we just want to be bitchy and and yeah, well, oh, I'm, I'm I'm siding with this. No, it's because we want what's best for the product. <laughs> we want to see so... the best stuff, and we want to see these guys do really well. We're not having a pop because it's, you know, it's something we we, we don't like. So the other thing must be better. We're saying, well, well, I'd love to see this as a fan. I want to see this. I'm not saying that I hate it because I think some people take it the wrong way, you know. But I think again, like you said, the Brian Cage thing was was you know a. Uh, Case in point, there and they don't use big guys. Right, powerhouse Hobbs and uh, and Mm Wardlow. I think she might have made a bit of a mistake there.
0: Yeah, I (laughs) think she's been frustrated saying, saying they don't want to use big guys, but then you know, I think that's a bit more, it's homemade. Big
1: husband's guys if you get on me. TV. that's all. A husband's not on TV. She's a little bit frustrated because he's probably oh. coming home frustrated saying I'm not on TV.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's the fair. thing like people fair are a little point. bit frustrated at work because Brian Cage is someone who you're like, yeah, they should be on TV, but there's yeah. not the opportunities and that's takes us back to Eric Bischoff saying, well, "What are you going to do now? You're pushing more people down." By yeah, your, your
1: time, by no, the time, by the time. I don't want to no, buy the no. time. Yeah, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm now. I'm the now. I'm not two months down the line. I'm the now. So you brought me in for this, and now I'm just sat here spinning wheels.
0: Exactly. So PBW PWG. Jesus, is for me to say. Battle of Los Angeles. More and more announced uh, announced participants so far. So so far we have Jonah Rock. Alex Shelley, Kevin Blackwood, Leo Rush until he retires, Black Taurus, again, <laughs> Daniel Garcia, and <laughs> Jack Cartwheel as the first seven entrants into PB PWG Jesus Christ. A <laughs> Battle of Los Angeles taking place in Los Angeles, funny enough, on January 29th and January 30th. Um, this is sort of like the The holy grail of indie wrestling, isn't it? It's the whoever wins this, you always know they're the next guy in line. Like, people are looking at them.
1: Yeah, totally. And uh, it's brilliant to see like someone someone like Cartwheel who's come up, you know, doing stuff with GCW. I think GCW are doing some great events at the minute and they're obviously making a lot of noise. Um, Yeah, getting into this, it, it really is like th- th- this is a big step for somebody. And, you know, you look at that talent there, like I said, Leo Rush, Daniel Garcia, who I think is fantastic. Jonah, who was probably one of the biggest mistakes wwe made letting him go because that dude was money there and wherever he goes now he is money because he's a talent and a half that is your new bam bam bigelow right there and he is going to be a star wherever he goes and i think he's going to stand out quite well uh during this
0: yeah absolutely and um obviously you've got the guys like alex shelley who are um veterans of this they're never gonna win it but they're always involved in
1: brilliant and, brilliant uh, hand and he'll yeah, yeah. he'll carry people through that.
0: Yeah. Yeah black Taurus people from impact. It's nice to see people people getting out there, you know what I mean? Like AEW might not be the final, you know, final stop for some people. It's nice to see people go elsewhere. I think I said um, before,
1: didn't we, that there's lots of options now, which is great, you know, Impact, GCW, you know, we're going to talk about the other one in a few moments, time, I expect, but, you know, P, yeah, PWG, uh, PGW, see, I can't say it now, you've put it in my head, um, NXT and AEW, all those places that these people can go now, is it's great.
0: Yeah. On a, a bit of a, a weird one, um, World Class Pro Wrestling, uh, had an event in Texas over the uh, weekend in which a wrestler known as Devin Nicholas, a.k.a. Hannibal, stabbed a referee called Lando del Toro repeatedly in the head with a metal spike. Uh, Lando was not trained to take the, the style of bump and ended up being seriously injured. However police who took the statement from the referee lando del toro have said he doesn't want to press charges because he was already paid and agreed a 75 pound fee to bleed during the match um says he doesn't want to press charges such a weird one Can i know deathmatch stuff you know is popular with some people and done right it's very very good but can we Can we leave it out of these these amateur promotions, you know what I mean? Like let's let's leave it alone if you're not prepared to do it properly.
1: Hundred percent. You know, seriously, just like leave it to people like the guys at Game Changer, you know, like Nick Gage and people like that. Just leave all that stuff to them. You know, if you don't know what you're doing properly, just leave it. Yeah, leave
0: like, it, it to it, ECW originals yeah. and hardcore deathmatch people like Zack Ryder. Yes. <laughs> oh man,
1: well, at least he's he, you know he's he's learnt the the art of taking light tubes. Um, <laughs> but like this this dude, he he's also he's also a YouTuber now. Like you know, obviously, I've trained, I've been in the ring, I've done it. Um, You've
0: taken I, the iron on spike to the head. I,
1: yeah I've taken a spite of that. I would never do anything like this, but that's because that's not how i you know how how I'd perform in the ring, but you know this dude he's I, I i don't know anything about his training. he's a youtuber you know who's gone into wrestling, he could have literally like just watched a bunch of youtube videos, managed to pick up yeah you know, these moves, gone in, and done like a bunch of matches because a YouTube personality and got over like Jake Paul's become a boxer all of a sudden. You know, and, and now he's doing this with a referee who apparently was paid to do this. No, not a chance. The, the, how ridiculous is that? I mean, these things should not happen. I'm not surprised that the you know, crowd reacted like they did. It was just an absolutely unbelievable incident that just should never, ever have come close to happening.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, should we get on to some proper wrestling? Yeah, let's
1: get on to some proper wrestling, not not yeah, this. Let's
0: talk about bizarreness. Let's talk about proper world champions like David Arquette, who almost <laughs> made a return to WWE, according to the recently uh, the recently free agent Johnny Gargano, claiming that the men who helped him uh, defeat Damian Priest for the North American title under this uh, screen mask, I was about to say Sting mask, under the screen mask, was originally meant to be David Arquette. And not Austin Theory. I would have loved that. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought it would have been Extreme!
1: amazing. Uh, <laughs> the, do you know what? Actually, that that would have worked then in a way because it would have been like, oh, it's the thing from Scream. But it would have worked better next year when the movie's out.
0: See WWE, they either miss the boat or they get it on it <laughs> too early.
1: <laughs> um, it would have been. It would have been great. I mean, it would have. I, I think everyone would have popped. Because it would have been like, "Oh, it's him." <laughs> you know, I mean, like I think the casual audience may have probably forgotten his um his title reign in in wCW like as as lot as hardcore fans and and you know, big time wrestling fans would remember all that and I've uh, seen this sort of controversy around it, but uh, yeah, it, it would have been perfect. But I think they made the right decision in the end, you know, going with Austin theory and sort of bringing him into the way and yeah, you know, mostly because Austin's come on so much uh, as part of that. But yeah, can you, can you imagine David Arquette being in WCW and WWE just absolutely bonkers?
0: Um, Ring of honor uh, this past week. Uh, Ran its final show uh, before uh, its rebranding. Final battle, 2021, end of an era. Um, Before the show, the Ring of Honor world title had to be vacated. Uh, Bandito uh, came down with coronavirus. He couldn't travel. So the main event ended up being Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, now uh, Gresham picked up the win there, didn't he, of course, and and got that title. Is he going to take this to Terminus now? Is this going to be his thing?
0: Well, that was something I actually wanted to mention to you because (laughs) the three, so the male, the female world titles and the tag titles, they all seem to have um, a bit of a future until Ring of Honor come back. Uh, The Briscoe Brothers, once again, uh, Ring of Honor tag team uh, champions only to be confronted by FTR. FTR the current AAA champions. Uh, no mention of them being in AEW. It was all about them being AAA champions. So maybe the relationship with um, AAA is going to help the Briscoe brothers there. Uh, Rock Seed uh, attacked, not attacked, sorry, confronted by Diana Parrazzo. Uh, so it looks like there might be a title for title match either in the NWA or in Impact Wrestling. And as you mentioned, Jonathan, uh, Big John, uh, the Ring of Honor World Champion, he has uh, launched his own uh, his own promotion called Terminus. Is he going to defend that title there? Is he going to make this a platform for himself? Um, I quite like the idea that the titles have other promotions to go to it's not just a case of we won and now it's vacated
1: yeah there's a, a a nice chance for this to kind of pop up somewhere else and kind of keep it alive isn't there and, and obviously there's, there's supposedly something coming in april next year which you know is around wrestlemania time and you know is, is there going to be the the reboot there or what are we going to see with um with terminus i don't know but it's good that these kind of titles are, are not just kind of like, like left whistling in the wind they're still around and and this is a, a pretty cool thing i've actually got a link to terminus you know and i'm Do wondering if I, can, I wonder if i can get any gossip um one of my um one of my trainers is uh a, a kind of member of this whole thing he um he wrestled Gresham recently and uh, I know they worked together and kind of like got the opportunity to to do something together so um, maybe I should go and ask Mr Chris Ridgeway if uh, if something's happening
0: <laughs> huge scope here huge scope
1: I'll go and get the goss <laughs>
0: um, it would be interesting to see what terminus is going to be because I've seen some of the names announced Um Impact World Champion Moose also Mm. announced for Terminus. Um, It looks like it's going to be a sort of playground where the likes of the smaller promotions like MLW and I say smaller, the big promotions who aren't billion dollar promotions, MLW, Impact Wrestling, uh, Ring of Honor until it comes back, can sort of use as a uses a building ground for new talent.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. This, this could be a place for that. And yeah, but they can kind of work with maybe a little bit more freedom and, and, you know, they, they, they don't have to be on contracts with it. They could do like, you know, a, a sort of show and go thing. They could pop in for a show and then maybe come back. if They've still not got a contract elsewhere. This, this could be, you know, a very interesting project. Like I said, so giving the chances to the likes of the MLWs of the world um, a, a bigger platform and another platform, another place to get, you know, for, for me, more platforms for pro wrestlers to go and do their thing in front of crowds
0: all for it Absolutely, and um, someone who had a platform uh, for the first time in Ring of Honor, uh, the former Braun Strowman, uh, part of the Control Your Narrative movement uh, made his debut at Final Battle Yes, the titan. The titan absolutely leathering everyone in the ring. Wolfwood just defeated AC3 and teamed with AC3. Just absolutely battered everyone. And how good does he look, by the way? He does. It sounds sensational to say, like, he looks good. He looks in great shape. He was in sensational shape before, and he somehow got better.
1: Man is ripped. He is looking good right now. You know, he's, he's trimmed down a little bit. He's got a bit of weight. Um, and, and he looks... He looks good. He, you know, when he gets to do something big, he is going to stand out even more than he did before.
0: This is an interesting one. It's sort of a... Not a promotion, but more a... a it does cinematic events. You know, it did... Um, EC3 versus Zack Ryder did EC3 versus um, the Titan Adam Shear uh, and it was about it's about taking off the shackles of WWE gimmicks that maybe held you back and in the case of like, Zack Ryder, in the case of uh, Braun Strowman, that, that's definitely, you know, we talked about it before when with certain people you're like oh, for God's sake, let's let you know, let's be honest. WWE kept you going with that gimmick. There is other ones who were held back, and th- those are two prime examples. And we, um, it, it's interesting to see how it will work as a stable because they're meant to be the bad guys, like the way they they're presented. But then they're kind of helping people. Like <laughs> it is a weird one to see.
1: Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? And now, like carrying crosses or killer cross, rather as he uh, is on the rebrand. Uh, now, you know, he's he's joined up, hasn't he? Yeah, and no sign of Scarlet in that. Um, obviously, don't need uh, Scarlet as part of it. She's going off doing her thing as well. But uh, those three, they fit together, don't they? You know, you look at that the the, the image that was released. Those three fit together pretty nicely, and mm-hmm. you know, it, for me, it works. But I think the more chances to do something a little bit different and creative in wrestling that stands out. That's not like necessarily part of the machine somewhere. That's not part of the AEW brand. That's not part of WWE's brand or NXT or whatever. Yeah. You know, they're doing something that stands out. They're making some money off it. They're doing their thing and getting the chance to have full control over it. And if it flops, it flops. If it, if it flies, it flies. And it's great that there's this option. And, you know, people can go and pay for it. They can go and watch it. They can support the talent that's there. And undoubtedly, there's, you know, at least three fantastic talents right there. I'm sure there'll be more added to this along along the way. But isn't that great that, you know, there's this, like, little... Extra place where they can go, and it's it's all about having that transferable skill. I know a lot of people talk about that with employment in general, but having those transferable skills to go over to create something from scratch, a little something different, put it out there, and say, "Hey, look, you know this this is what I do." It's almost like, whereas it's not going to be a promotion, it's like a portfolio piece. You know, this is like their their artistic moment. And yeah, Yeah. any any company who wants to bring these guys in on a full time basis, this is what you can get.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And it it is really interesting. You you talked about um, Scarlet not being there. Maybe that's part of the killer cross, like control your narrative, because it was like they they, the the two of them were so so wet. They worked so well together in NXT. And then a lot of people didn't like the fact that WWE brought him up without Scarlett because it was stupid. <laughs> and it was it like was he being held back by this gimmick? Was it dead on arrival because it didn't have um, it didn't have one like one tiny part, you know? So maybe that is controlling his narrative. The fact that yeah, I am great and I'm great on my own.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's great that he can go out and show that because he is, you know, he, he is a distinct talent. You know, he's something that you look at that guy and you think, my God, this guy's gonna batter whoever he gets in front of. You know, cause he look he looks legitimately like a absolute beast. He's gonna he's gonna take you down. He's gonna kill you. He's gonna destroy you. And and that's you know that's his selling point, isn't he? He looks like an he, 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 I know the gladiator thing was ridiculous, but. You know, he does look a little bit like, yeah, these are kind of old school pit fires. He's going to come out and he's just going to tear you apart. And, and, yeah, maybe like you said, he's he's taking that, yeah, you know, I don't need to go. I don't need that. Yeah, you don't need to see that. Even though she was like just the most amazing heater for him, she was just incredible. Um, yeah. But there you go. that's going down another path, isn't it? I could wax lyrical about how they completely botched, you know, bringing in. <laughs> Carrying Cross and Scarlet, you know that 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 was like literally the best entrance to NXT. And that entrance never got put in front of a crowd. Oh, I'm going off on one now but that entrance never got put in front of a crowd. It was done in the pandemic era.
0: Adam, come on, let's let's bring you back, brother. Let's bring you back. Bring we'll you back in. in. <laughs> right. So we did mention earlier on. We do have a lot of stuff where we go into our two week hiatus. Not forced. I told them I'm not doing this over Christmas. And um, while we go into this, do we, guys? Um, we do have some other great shows coming up, including our top ten list for the twenty uh, for on the 28th, I should say, which is our top ten list of men and female competitors in the wrestling world uh, for 2021. We do have some people that didn't quite make the cut. Uh, so we're going to talk, like we did last week for the women, we're going to do the men's 15 to 11 list, and me and John are going to have a wee, wee discussion about that. So from 15 to 11 on the ESSR Best Men of 2021, number 15, CM Punk, number 14, MGF, number 13, Randy Orton, number 12, Edge, number 11, Darby Allen. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, those five right there.
1: Interesting. Um, so, yeah, Darby Allen, I think, has made an incredible impact uh, this year. Yeah, uh, you know, they call him one of the pillars, don't they, of, of um, AEW. My mate really doesn't like him, you know. He doesn't get him, he, he, he do, just doesn't get it. And I think that's, in a way, really good because he's not for everybody. You know, he, he sees him as just this guy, who, you know, throws himself around and, uh, or gets you know launched about by a bigger opponent. Uh, I think there's something about Darby Allen. There's something very special about him and he has got to a point now where he's got on the bubble a little bit. I don't know where they're going to go with him because this association with Sting seems to be quite long term, but he is getting over even more by association from hanging around with Sting. Um, But he's had some standout performances this year. And again, you know, he put over CM Punk and helped CM Punk through that match. So thoroughly deserves to be in that list. I think Punk is in there on Impact alone just for his return, um, which was huge and everybody wanted to see it. Have his matches since he came back been stellar? Mm, Maybe not. Um, I think he's... Yeah, I know they've kind of told this story, you know, like they're doing with MJF. Uh, and this feud should be quite electric when it gets going. But, um, the, you know, they've kind of told this story of like he's he's having trouble beating, you know, these new young guys. He's having trouble getting past them all. But eventually he does it. Um, I think Punk, you know, kind of rightly have to out for so long. Being kind of like slowly carried through a few matches, and he's kind of getting the pacing back, and he's you know now I think he's getting it, and I I think the match with Kingston was brilliant, yeah you know, that was very good. There were some slightly dodgy parts to it, but it was good. Um, but again, just kind of on that impact, I I understand him being there. Edge making comebacks, but he he, he also had some very good matches. That the hell in the cell match with Rollins uh, yeah. in in Saudi was just phenomenal. Um, that was great. He's had some great matches with uh, with Rollins. Um, and again, that, I think that's um, Seth Rollins proving that he can just wrestle anybody uh, and be brilliant. But it's it's always great to see Edge back. I don't know how much he's got left in him, but yeah, brilliant there. Who were the other guys again? Sorry, remind me.
0: Uh, so from 15 to 11, uh, Punk, MJF, Orton, Edge, Allen.
1: Uh, Orton has had one of his best years and i think he's he's in his groove now of where he should be he doesn't need to be in the title picture he's putting people over and and rk bro is i was sold from minute 1 on rk bro they <laughs> are perfect together and he's putting riddle over something rotten right now and riddle will go on to be a big star when you know eventually this team breaks up you know and goes their separate ways and it'll be one of those that isn't going to be like oh i'm going to turn on you you know these guys will just go their separate ways and that's the end of that um but i think randy's in that spot right now and he's had a brilliant year again not top 10 but he's had a great year um and mjf again i think he's going to have a standout year in 2022 so to, for him to be in that position where he is now, cool. Um, I think he'll take the diamond ring again. Or will Punk cost him? Oh, I don't know. I think Punk might cost him, actually. Change my mind on that. I think Punk might cost him, and that'll add to the feud. Um, but he's had a great year, and I think he's going to end up being one of the standout um, talkers in the business without a shadow of a doubt. And th- there's no way you can ever turn MJF face, even though you know he got the the... the Crowd in Long Island, all for him, but there's no way you can ever turn him face. Uh, I, I like the guy. Again, not top 10, but he will be next year.
0: Uh, for me, Punk, as you said, he's in there on Impact alone. Um, I think maybe a lot of people maybe just put him in as like maybe at number 10 just to get him on that list. But for me, no. Uh, MGF always really good in promos, but his matches... I liked his match with Darby Allen, but his matches sometimes leave a, a little bit to be desired. Um, Orton, you see, he's a, comfortably in a groove. Um, could make an argument from being higher, but I don't know the you know the top 10 list. But uh, Edge, I think a bit of recency bias um, is the reason Edge is not there. You know, Edge won the Royal Rumble in a great match with Randy Orton on Raw. He had a great feud with Daniel Bryan and Roman leading up to WrestleMania. The WrestleMania main event was sensational. The Money in the Bank feud with Roman leading into the SummerSlam feud with Seth Rollins. And as you mentioned, the Hell in a Cell. His recent interactions with The Miz. All really, really good stuff. And for me, if you win the Royal Rumble, you should should be in the top 10 for the year at least. And I think because he's taking time away, maybe people don't want to add a part-timer, but for me, he's top 10 all day long. And Darby Allen, I think he is, he should be top 10. And I think, you know, we've had the the Sting partnership for a year now. Is it time to pull the trigger and have have the Sting feud? Or are we are we holding off on that for maybe all out in me.
1: yeah i think they might hold off to be honest with that one um i think it's there's probably just a little bit more to go with it
0: yeah darby allen is everything they wanted vampiro to be in 2000 <laughs> <Yes>. wcw
1: <laughs> i mean that the, the guy he's got zero disregard for his body <laughs> yeah I, I i yeah i love the fact that he does that yeah that that one way he did the other week where he just basically looked like he shot out of a cannon. I think it was against one of the, the uh, um, gun club, wasn't it? He literally just looked like he shot straight out of a cannon past Sting. It's like, how does he get that? Where does that come from, man? That's you know insane. And he just does not care. He will put himself in so many dangerous positions. And, hey, fair play to the dude. I mean, he's going he's gonna to be sore one day. Yeah. <laughs> Once once oh, the yeah, bones no, start getting older, yeah, you know, he's going to end up being very sore. He he's going to be walking with Mick Foley
0: in a few years' time. Hundred
1: percent, hundred percent.
0: Um, we talked last we talked last week about the um, the fifteen to eleven women's list. I just want to get your thoughts on this before yeah. we finish up. Fifteen was Yushirai. Fourteen was a Jordan Grace, number thirteen. Nikki Ash, number twelve, and number eleven. Take
1: Conti. Yeah, I think Tay Conti's literally about to break into the top ten. Uh she's had a stellar year. Um if she keeps that up, I think she will be top ten next year because she's done very, very well. Um again, she's in that kind of like partnership with Anna Ja that that should never break up. Yeah, there there's no way don't turn them on each other. They're great. Leave them together, it's fine. They're best mates, they can go their separate ways, it's all good. Um Nikki Ash, I probably would, I, I can't remember if I did or not, but I may uh, point her towards the top ten, because again, I think she's had a great year, and let's not forget, she reinvented herself. That character is her doing. Um, and
0: yes, all but crazy. it's also a very bad character, John. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it works. And it, you know, it works for what it is. I think she is in you know in, in a good place with it. um. It, it can get a little bit cheesy and schmaltzy, but I think <laughs> she she's doing her thing and doing it well. And this is her creation. And I think, you know, one of those times you've got to stand up and go, OK, fair play. You know, you've done this. You've gone to you've gone to the boss and gone. Yeah. You know, can you imagine take can you imagine pitching a character to Vince McMahon? That must that must be scary. Um yeah, you know what I mean? To, to be able to do that, I think, is, is great. Jordan Grace, I think, is a great talent. She's going to be very good in Terminus as well, by the way. Um, and is always a standout on impact. Um, probably just you know not been able to break out in the, the top 10 because there's been you know other standouts. Uh, Io Shirai, I love, but she hasn't done enough this year. And I think that's why she's not in the top 10. You know, she's not top 10 worthy on that front. Uh, and same for... Um, Fashida as well brilliant matches just there's other people ahead of her I
0: I think again uh, recency bias about about the about uh, Io Shirai and Karashida no they didn't do a lot in the second half of the year Mm. but a lot of people have got the likes of you know Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks who took a lot of time out during the year whereas you know the likes of uh, Hikaru Shida carried AEW through the pandemic era, and in the first yeah. five months of 2021, uh, Io Shirai uh, made Raquel Gonzalez WrestleMania week, um and was involved again in the War Games scenario. So yeah. I think again rec- recency bias may have. Don't don't get me wrong. Like like when I made my list, I didn't think about this until me and scott were talking about it on last week's show so it's not as if i'm i'm above it you know what i mean like oh no, i never did that you know i absolutely did that that's why i'm bringing it up um something me and scott talked about and uh something david campbell sort of agreed with when we spoke about it um jordan grace if more people maybe on the pod watched impact may have been a bit higher up
1: yeah because she she's been brilliant there and she's consistently good in impact
0: yeah consistently good and then obviously you have the likes of um i've lost a bloody list again (laughs) see this phone see this phone (laughs) (laughs) um Sorry, folks, we're not editing this out. It's the last week before the Christmas holiday. It's all gone <laughs> safe. Have you been on the Baileys already? No, 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 not on the Baileys yet. Um, Nikki Ash, I... You know what, if it was a top ten of WWE, I, I would put her there. As much as I don't like the the whole gimmick or the superhero thing, I find it quite cheesy. She has been Women Tags Champs, uh, Three Ripley, Mrs Money in the Bank... Short run with the Raw Rot- uh, women's title. Involved in main feuds with the likes of Charlotte. And, of course, on to, as you mentioned, she's about to bust into that top 10 of overall wrestlers. Yeah, um, 100%. Right, before we round up, right, don't give me your full list. And don't give me your reason, okay? Just tell me, in your opinion, who is the number one man of 2021? And who is the number one Female of
1: 2021. Oh, that is very interesting. Female, well, I can answer that very, very quickly. And that is Britt Baker. DMD. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, she's been incredible uh this year and deserves to be at the top. And at, yeah, number one guy. Um and again, this might be a slightly tight race, but this guy's edging it.
0: It's got to be Omega. Okay. And I've not asked for your reasons. You'll not ask for mine. I've put, for my number one, uh, I've put Bianca Belair. Okay. At a later date. I've put Bianca Belair as my number one. And I've put Kenny Omega as my number one male. So you've given me your number one. I've gave you mine. Unfortunately, none of that matters. But you know what does matter? The overall list compiled by David Campbell uh, of the opinions of just about everyone here on Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, including some of our listeners, uh, it is the top 10 list of 2021 for Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, male and female. You can catch that December 28th, but unfortunately, that is all the time we have for on the last central of 2021. John... Thank you, not just for today, but a lot of 2021 when I've been short of a co-host, you've popped up, you've last minute, you know, in a, in a hotel room somewhere in Milton Keynes <laughs> when you've finished work. You've came in, you've eaten a quick room service meal and then you've jumped straight on here. Uh, you've listened to me laugh about Stephen Gerrard. You've listened to me cry about losing Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> Thank you very much and hope you have a great Christmas.
1: No, my pleasure, mate, A hey, so much fun being part of the family here and uh, and being able to join you on these and uh, hopefully I'll be able to do them from my house in the future which will be absolutely amazing um, because uh, the, the the stuff that I'm doing down here basically is going to be going back up to my neck of the woods very soon but I do get these kind of like random excursions to come here but no it's been absolutely fantastic um, Stephen Gerrard now safely in the Premier League don't worry we're looking after him fine um, <laughs> uh, and yeah look thank you so much for having us and uh, everyone who's been listening to uh, eat sleep suplex retweet i hope you have a very merry christmas a very happy new year and i'm sure speak to you again in 2022 and that goes the same for you my friend
0: thank you very much and of course if you want to listen to that show this central many many more centrals our past our feature show this past week was a look back on the life and career of a uh, the wonderful brodie lee um well you can find that eat sleep suplex retweet twitter facebook instagram That's the social media case i'm on the christmas (laughs) journey already you can find it itunes anchor spotify and all good android podcasts and speaking of twitter facebook instagram youtube which someone brought up that's at suplex retweet that's where you can find us you can get involved in the conversation on eat sleep suplex retweet community page thank you very much have a merry christmas and a happy new year from all of us here at eat sleep suplex retweet central bye bye for now Hi, I'm Scott McLeod. And I'm Grant McGroby. We are the hosts of the monthly show on Eat Deep Suplex Retreat,
1: East meets West. Where we'll bring you all the latest happenings, reviews and big events from New Japan and the land of the Far East. You can remember to check out on the Eat Seek Suplex Retreat podcast feed on all good Android podcasting sites like Anchor, Spotify or iTunes now.